BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Hello, everybody. My name is Ray. Welcome to the Evangelical Dark Web. Today, we're going to be discussing a Christian film review, and that film is Jesus Revolution. Jesus Revolution has been heavily pushed by Christian media. It is also doing pretty well at the box office, from what I'm hearing. And this is a movie about the Jesus movement of the early 70s. It is about hippies finding Christ. It is about people like Chuck Smith, of the Calvary Chapel movement is about Lonnie Frisbee, who would later become a figurehead of the Vineyard movement. It is about Greg Laurie of Harvest uh, Bible Chapel, or I think is the name of his church, Harvest, which is what the church's, the movie's website directs you to is Harvest, uh, the Harvest Church website. So it is about those three people in particular. And this movie was surprisingly good. I'm shocked to say that this movie was actually pretty good. Uh, I had some yellow flags going into this movie. And this movie overcame my yellow flags. So we're going to talk about that. But first, uh, Evangelical Dark Web is a Christian news gathering and commentary ministry. Uh, So the least you can do is like the video and also subscribe to the channel if you want to support us. Uh, more you can do is evangelicaldarkweb.org slash join. There is a Patreon-like system that we built, and that gives you access to more content. Otherwise, uh, there is a free newsletter that gives you Christian news in your inbox each and every day. That's more content, by the way. So, Jesus Revolution starts off with Chuck Smith, played by Kelsey Grammer, who does a pretty good job preaching in a sparsely packed church, Calvary Chapel. And his daughter is sympathetic to the hippie cause and goads Chuck Smith into welcoming hippies into his house. The first hippie that he welcomes into his house is Lonnie Frisbee. And this is where we get into the red-yellow flags about this movie. The first one is Devon Franklin, who's one of the producers or whatever of this movie. Uh, he has a problematic filmography, to say the least. If you're working with Heaven Tourism books, if you're 
trying to make Michael Todd's book into a movie. That's a red flag for me. That's stuff you shouldn't be peddling in if you claim to be a Christian filmmaker. The other is Lonnie Frisbee. Lonnie Frisbee is a historical figure. And you would be a revisionist in your telling of this story if you removed him from this story. Lonnie Frisbee, let's just summarize his life. Lonnie Frisbee was your quintessential hippie. He was on LSD a lot. Uh, He was molested as a child and struggled with homosexuality. Uh, Then he got saved and did a lot of street preaching. Uh, He was part of this Jesus movement. He was part of it. He was a uh, prominent figure in this movement. You cannot wash that down. You cannot uh, separate that. It's part of the history. But after uh, the events of this movie... He would get divorced from his wife. He would have a falling away from the from the gospel. He would have a falling away from his uh, Christian walk. But supposedly he uh, repented and reconciled before he died in 1993 of AIDS. Which, again, that his unrepented sin caught up with him. So, is Lonnie Frisbee a Christian? I don't know the answer to that. I think this is one of those situations only God knows. Lonnie Frisbee allegedly repented. Uh, That is what Greg Laurie tells. And Greg Laurie is pretty blunt about the life and moral failings of Lonnie Frisbee. So, this story has Lonnie Frisbee played by Jonathan Rumi, who is Jesus on The Chosen. I think The Chosen is you know, mostly bad. But I think Jonathan Rumi also does an excellent job here. So uh, playing Lonnie Frisbee, who's at first portrayed as a charismatic visionary. He is portrayed as the visionary who knows a better way to preach the gospel than Chuck Smith. So that to me is why the first half of the movie seemed kind of weaker. But uh, this is where we get into the part of the movie where Chuck and Lonnie uh, worship together at church. And then Lonnie brings a bunch of hippies to Chuck's church. And eventually uh, Chuck has to decide whether to go with the hippies or his traditional congregants. And a lot of his traditional congregants leave as Chuck. Smith wants to pursue this uh, crowd of people to reach with the gospel. So Lonnie brings a bunch of hippies to Chuck Smith's church. Chuck Smith reaches them with the gospel. There is life change portrayed in this movie. And there's also struggle portrayed in this movie. So the story of Calvary Chapels, they went from small chapel to tent to large building. Mega church, basically. And this movie ends before they get to that last one. So this movie tr- sees a transition from small church to tent out on the beach or wherever. And that's what this movie is largely about. It's also a coming-of-age film about Greg Laurie. Uh, specifically him and his wife, uh, Kathy. And him... And his relationship with Chuck Smith and Lonnie Frisbee. 
Greg Laurie is portrayed as a teenage kid who struggles with abandonment issues, who struggles with identity crisis, specifically as it relates to his name, because, you know, his father's not in the picture. And I think this movie does a really good job with that as well. So this movie portrays the best and worst about evangelicalism or within evangelicalism. And some of the best parts are uh, it's about reaching people who, you know, it's, it's about reaching crowds with the gospel. Crowds that you wouldn't ordinarily think would be receptive to hearing the gospel. It is about reaching the gospel precisely to those crowds. It is about the gospel coming from unlikely sources. It is about God using unlikely people. These are all good things that we should tell stories about. It's also, there's also some not as great things, but again, this is larger criticisms of the Jesus movement. It doesn't really emphasize repentance a whole lot. It emphasizes healing a lot more than repentance. You're healing of your sins rather than repenting of them. Uh, And the worship music in Jesus Revolution is bad. It makes Hillsong look sound like hymn song. It makes Hillsong look so much more theologically rich than the worship music that was in Jesus Revolution. But other than that, Jesus Revolution has an amazing soundtrack. I love the soundtrack of Jesus Revolution outside of its worship music, which should be a larger part. But the first half of the movie is about them building a church or building a movement that takes a small church and moves it to a large tent revival type of setting. But then the second half of the movie focuses on the character drama, which I think was a much more compelling part of this story. You see the struggles between Lonnie Frisbee and uh, Chuck Smith emerge in this part of the movie. And Chuck Smith actually emerges as a hero in the second half of the movie. He's not portrayed as perfect. I don't think anyone in this movie is portrayed as a perfect person. And Lonnie Frisbee, I was worried that they were going to portray him as a perfect person because for the first half of the movie, he's largely portrayed as a perfect person who just gets it more than the rest of us. But you see the cracks in Lonnie's life. And you know, when this movie takes place, those cracks aren't fully realized. So you can't have the movie show more than what's accurate to the time. But you see the cracks emerge. You see him struggle with his marriage. You see him get uh, full of himself rather than full of the Holy Spirit during the worship services. And you see him struggle with Chuck Smith about how theatrical he's being during worship. So Chuck Smith and Lonnie Frisbee have a great, uh, pretty much argue about this. And it ultimately drives Lonnie Frisbee away from the movement and he moves to Florida, which is what happens in real life. Uh, he moves to Florida to reckon, to help repair his marriage. It ultimately doesn't last, but that's after the movie uh, and the scope of the movie. We also see Greg Laurie uh, emerge as someone who feels called to ministry. This movie is based off Greg Laurie's book. So you see him 
be called to ministry, you see Chuck Smith struggle to affirm his ministry calling. You see Greg Laurie struggle with abandonment as, you know, he struggles with people like Lonnie Frisbee coming into his life, being a big role in his life, and then leaving his life. He struggles with these. He also uh, has to win over his would-be father-in-law, who's not fond of the hippie movement, who's, uh, you know, skeptical of Greg Laurie's ability to make a living for his daughter and stuff like that. So you see a lot of good character drama in this movie. And ultimately, the movie ends with that affirmation of his calling. And spoiler alert, you know, Greg Laurie would become a preacher uh, later on. So that's the movie, but the movie is actually really good. And I'm shocked by that. I had some yellow flags about how they were going to deal with the Lonnie Frisbee question. And some of the people that, that were behind the movie, I had some yellow flags about, but there are other people behind the movie that were actually really good or that have made some good movies in the past. Uh, one cringe line that I got to mention is when Lonnie Frisbee says to Chuck Smith, you're going to need a bigger church. I didn't like that line. That was cringy. Uh, that's a reference to, Jaws, you're going to need a bigger boat, which came out after this movie takes place. So I didn't like that. Uh, the worship music was bad. It's It makes uh, Bethel uh, like singing psalms. That's, that's how bad the worship music in this movie was. And uh, the preaching, you see less preaching as the movie goes on. But I do think this is a good movie. This is a gritty storytelling that this movie engages in. I want to see more movies like this. This is a movie that told a balanced portrayal of the Jesus movement. Uh, it, it tries to tell a balanced story. It tells the good and the bad and the ugly at times. And that's that's good storytelling. It didn't pull its punches. It also didn't. Uh, it also didn't uh, have bad proficiency in its craft as well. It wasn't overly preachy. And it was largely driven by characters and acting performances. Kelsey Grammer does a very good job. Uh, Jonathan Rumi does a very good job. Those two especially do a good job. I'm not fully convinced by the character, the actor who played Greg Laurie. I don't think he did as good of a job. But overall, I think this is a very well-made movie. This is this is a movie that tells a good story. It tells a flawed story. It tells a story about God using flawed people. And this is more of a story that we should be making. It tells the good, bad, and the ugly. And I think this movie could appeal to a non-Christian audience as well. So Rotten Tomatoes might disagree with that, but I am surprised that this movie was good. I am surprised to say that this movie was good. And I'm going to call balls and strikes. I don't like The Chosen and Jonathan Rumi. You know, I was a little concerned about him because, you know, he's basically 
bringing that chosen mentality, like his persona as being Jesus in the chosen into this movie a little bit, but he's certainly using his role in the chosen to market this movie, uh, which is his job. But I was worried that it would be catering more to that crowd. And to some degree it does, but it is a much more gritty story than anything in the chosen. I think they're writing as a whole is much better. This is much better. This is more of what we need. This is, I don't think it's as good as Father Stew, but it is pretty good. It is pretty good. So that's all I got to say about that. My name is Ray. This is the Evangelical Dark Web. If you like this kind of content, subscribe to the channel if you're new. Otherwise, have a blessed day. I will catch you on the next one. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.